Hi, I'm Crystal J, a writer slash teacher turned crusader for anything that will help high school students get more engaged so we can better prepare them for the future. My mission is to bridge the gap between teacher and learner by celebrating that we are all both. So I created Until the Bell Rings, poetry inspired by my time in the classroom. I'm sharing thoughts, feelings, observations, and lessons I've both learned and taught. Whether you are a student, teacher, parent, sibling, or simply enjoy poetry, I invite you to join me on a spoken word journey through the hollowed hallways of high school. Should I evacuate or is it too late? Too much on my plate to even think straight. I know I can't wait, no time to calculate or speculate about what might be, just need to make the choice that feels right to me. And my plan might deviate from loved ones. If we have to separate, then we'll separate and we'll catch up at a later date, hopefully. In the meantime, I can't stipulate the actions of others. All I can do is communicate how I plan to operate under the circumstances as I take my chances. I have to curate my own course and the weight of possibility is on my mind because I might find I made the wrong call when I followed my gut and then what? I stayed stuck in this city state of fear, a situation I can't manipulate. I'm here now. This is the mountain I've chosen to climb. I can't negotiate with mother nature or father time. As winds accelerate, I can't concentrate on what might be my fate, focused on how to simulate certainty of safety. As the rain obliterates the trees, leaving the leaves and blankets on the ground, breaking the branches, intense cracking sounds, chaos swirling around, forceful gusts exacerbate the damage, leaving me at a disadvantage, eviscerating what was once home, security blown away with the electricity, no power in the hour I need light the most. Comfort is a ghost. I am a host only to thoughts of what I could have done, tangles of the web I might have spun. As the dirt thickens to mud, then the streets start to flood, and with every thud of each tree, a cacophony of destruction. A disastrous production well underway. Worry moves with seduction in my being. Turns out freedom of choice is not always freeing. Category four wrath accumulates on the now beaten path and culminates into aftermath. A city infiltrated with devastation. Me isolated for the duration, inundated with stagnation. There's nothing I can do now but appreciate my survival and duplicate a revival the likes of which I've had to orchestrate before. Time to draw strength from my core. Hurricane pains feel familiar to those moments in life when you have to take a chance. Take every prediction with a grain of salt. Prepare yourself for a chain reaction, for feeling a fraction of control, for feeling 
insane the wind and rain leave the same stain of experience as consequences in the same vein chaos of the same strain rules with the same rain over your brain and it can drain you even detain you if you let it but you can't let what ifs permeate never abdicate always fight you did what you thought was right in the moment no place For the regret or shame, no space for the burden of blame. The goal remains the same. No matter how quickly things escalate, don't let happenstance dictate your direction. Concentrate on correction and cultivate the best possible outcome. I mentioned last week that in the wake of Hurricane Ida, I wrote a poem called Hurricane Pains. You just heard it. Here we are, 11 days out, and we are still dealing with the aftermath. Some of us more than the rest. I, by the way, fall in the category of the rest, as I was blessed to suffer no physical harm or even discomfort beyond being really hot without electricity, and my home incurred no structural damage. Prior to the hurricane, the mayor called for a voluntary evacuation. So each individual had to decide between two choices, knowing that between those two choices, there are a million possible outcomes. Stay and the bad weather comes, but you're okay. Stay and the bad weather never comes. Maybe the storm changes pass. Stay and the bad weather comes and you end up waiting on your roof to be rescued. Evacuate and sit in traffic for 18 hours to drive 300 miles. Evacuate and avoid having to endure an extended time without electricity or running water. Evacuate and sit in traffic for 18 hours and the storm changes past after all. So you evacuated for nothing. I evacuated from Houston once. It was a mandatory thing. And not only did what was usually a six-hour drive take 23 hours, the hurricane changed course to join me on my trip, hitting every small town with me. Memories of that day are actually why I stayed, but I digress. I could continue with the list of possibilities, but you get where I'm headed. Deciding whether or not to evacuate requires the same process as any other life decision, with the same uncertainty attached, just with higher, more immediately tangible stakes. And no matter what you do, you have to own it, lean into it. In the case of storm prep, If you choose to evacuate, don't complain about traffic when it takes you forever to get where you're going. If you choose to shelter in place, you better be prepared for the storm to come, even if it never shows. One of the more concerning things that I see in my classroom is that my students seem to be afraid to make a choice and just see how it shakes out. No matter what I assign, they will have an exhaustive list of questions. When the directions say, write your name, I get, do I need to write my first and last name? Should I put my middle initial? Should I put my middle name? Is just my first initial okay? What if I go by a different name? What if I don't have a middle name? This is not an exaggeration. I give my students a daily journal question at the beginning of each class. And one time I wrote on the board, list your top 10. Underneath it, in bright red, I wrote, no questions. 
It is hard to accurately describe the energy in the room, but the stress level was palpable. Faces tightening with tension, hands fighting the urge to hoist themselves in the air, terrified glances being shared with each other, then wide eyes turned toward me silently screaming for help in the form of an explanation. It was a real struggle for them. For me, it was simply fascinating. In my class, we talk about the importance of being able to make a choice and run with it. Decide what you're going to do and say it with your chest, even if no one else agrees with you, especially if no one else agrees with you. Hopefully, it turns out you made the right choice. If not, that's life. No matter what, once you make a decision, it's important to be as prepared as possible and then be able to deal with the consequences. And if it sends you down an undesirable path, change the course where that's an option. Once you're in it, though, whatever it is, maneuver accordingly. The whole courage, acceptance, wisdom bit. Change what you can, accept what you can't, know the difference. The reality is there are very few certainties in life, which can be scary, but it can also be an adventure. We all have the tools to handle what comes, and it's so important that young people are taught how to access those tools, and preferably before the high-stakes stuff. You know, when they just need to figure out what it means when the directions are to, say, write your name. Once again, it has been my pleasure to share with you. Let's do this again. Join me next week for some more poetry and prose unraveling the best kept secrets of high school hallways. I'm Crystal J and thank you for listening to Until the Bell Rings.